0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: Tonight I will kill all of you. God, my!
0: Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself.
1: Beware the moon, David. I'm going now.
0: Heaven help you.
1: This is the All-American Spook
0: Show, bringing you the Summer of the world. Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. As always, I'm Josh and I'm joined here with my friend Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. Yep. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, Will is on assignment, so he won't be joining us this week, but... Uh, we're going to pick up kind of where we left off uh, a couple weeks ago here with the uh, Spook Show Spotlight History of Werewolves Part 4. So basically we'll be picking up from, uh, you know, you might as well say 1981 because I, I don't think there was a whole hell of a lot that came out like between what we talked about, you know, late 70s to, to that time. So that's kind of what we'll pick up. But before we get into that, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information. If you want to email us, you know, contact us for any other reasons. You can do that at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Uh, you read any, uh, send us any questions or anything like that, we'll read them right here on the air. So feel free to send us any comments or uh, questions or anything. We'll read it right here and you'll, you can hear your words being spoken on the World Wide Web. You can find us on Twitter, at Spook You You should easily be able to find us on Instagram, Slasher, Facebook, by searching for All American Spook Show. We're all over those, you know, those are the social networks. Of course, we have our YouTube channel where every Thursday we have Deadline Horror News that comes out uh we have a T public website where you can go and get our logo and merchandise and other cool designs we have there. We haven't put up anything new in a in a little while. We need to uh get some new designs and put that out on there. Um those are always fun. Of course you can uh become a patron of the Spook Show by going to patreon.com/aaspookshow and uh there you know we got many levels starting at a dollar all the way up to like this goofy $1000 level that uh We'll, we will be most gracious if anyone actually does it, but uh <laughs> it'll be a cold day that's that uh anyone actually...
1: we got assignment now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's patreon.com dot slash AA spook show and every Tuesday at least we have new video mini shows that come out and uh, the feature special segment there is uh the library of the professor where Smoke uh takes something from his uh vast library that is behind him that you see in the videos that we do. <laughs> he takes a selection and talks about it, you know, gives ratings and all that. So uh, that's exclusive to Patreon. And, you know, we got some other cool things in uh, cooking in the kitchen for stuff over there. So that's patreon.com slash AASpookshow. So I guess we'll go ahead and dive into the business at hand here. The History of Werewolves Part 4. So um, basically, like, I think we kind of left off talking about the Paul Nash-y, uh El Hombre Lobo films. And uh, I think the last one we actually mentioned was uh, was that Wolfman, that uh, Worth Keeter movie. I think that was the last one where we kind of uh, put the pin in it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, so,
1: the one that was uh produced, well, what, directed by Worth Keeter and produced by Earl Owens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in North so, Carolina?
0: yeah, not too far away from our general area where we all live. So it was worth mentioning it for no other reason than that. But So we basically pick up, pick up there in 1981. Now, 1981 is kind of somewhat known as like the Year of the Wolf because you had at least three pretty big movies that came out that year. You had An American Werewolf in London, you had The Howling, and you had Wolfen. And then there were a few others that we'll talk about, I guess, here in just a second. But I'll mention we won't get too deep into An American Werewolf in London or The Howling because we just talked about An American Werewolf in London back in episode 65. So just go back a couple weeks through the archives and uh, check that one out, and then we go kind of deep into that one. And we will literally be talking about the howling on our next episode uh next monday episode sixty nine that'll be about the howling, so we'll kind of you know uh just mention those now, you know, so you'll be ready to go back and listen to the to the past episode and be ready for next week but uh Wolfen was another now it wasn't nearly as successful obviously as those other two movies that came out that year, but Still, it was made by Warner Brothers, so it was fairly successful in its own right. You know, I don't recall whether I've actually sat down and watched Wolfen before, and I think I even own it, like on like on DVD, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it. Uh, Smoke, I'm, I'm going to leave the ball in your court there. I'm sure you've seen it.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, a few times,
0: right? A
1: few times. <laughs> yeah, I have not.
0: Uh, were, were there any other uh, movies in 81 that I... Uh, I know there was at least a couple others that I'm blanking on right now that I didn't like putting my notes here. Was there any other uh, Werewolf I think there's at least one other one, right?
1: Yeah, you mean, well, Full Moon High was, uh, if anybody's familiar with the name Larry Cohen, which would be the director of It's Alive, well, the, the It's Alive trilogy, mm-hmm. Cute Serpent, God Told Me To. Uh, yeah, he directed Full Moon High in 1981, which is kind of a, it's a horror comedy. And it basically got the premise is in a way, I mean, it's not carried off as well as Teen Wolf, but in a way, it's played off those same themes because uh it's about a football player a high school football player who takes a trip to romania gets bitten by a werewolf comes back of course turns into a werewolf the hijinks that ensues from that so in a way it is very like i said kind of plays off of the, the same issues that teen wolf would, would would play off of in 85 you know four years later of course it's better and uh if this movie is not it's not as good as larry colin's other films it is it's worth at least one watch i guess it, the humor is not the greatest, you know, it's kind of slapsticky and not the best of like, written slapstick or whatever, but but uh, definitely worth at least one watch.
0: Now, after those, like the success of those movies, you would think Hollywood would have kind of capitalized, like, well, you know, you had at least uh, two really successful movies that year and then one at least mildly successful in Wolfen that year. You would think like, all right, well, you know, maybe this is kind of the beginning of a, a werewolf movie renaissance, but not really, like it just kind of, you know, they don't really go any further with it, at least not at that time. You know, there were other things that came, but, like, it was, it was a few years later. Like, not much there. And then I guess you can make the argument that in 1983, Michael Jackson's, uh, video, uh, you know, music video slash movie thriller comes out, which the connection there, obviously, is that was directed by John Landis and uh, the effects were done by Rick Baker. So, clearly, they, uh, I think, like, Michael Jackson had even watched American Werewolf in London and enjoyed it and kind of was, you know, spearheaded getting them involved uh, in the making of that. So there's definitely a natural connection there, you know, but, like, really kind of between 80, you know, best I can tell at least, from, like, 81 to uh, 84, 85, there really wasn't much, you know, in, in the way of, like, big werewolf movies, really.
1: Yeah, a lot of them, too, we ended up being, like, a monster mash type movies, if you will. Like, like 1980 was the Monster Club, the one that was in, a, a, you know, the... Peter Cushing was in the mm-hmm. British film, but generally where it would be like a wolf type wolfman creature in a mishmash with other monsters. There was a lot of those, or at least a good handful of those throughout the, those early eighties. But they, I didn't necessarily dig too deep into those because they weren't really specifically werewolf films. You know, they just yeah. didn't have a werewolf creature in it somewhere.
0: Yeah. And you'll see, there's a lot of those, like as we go through these movies, you know, all through the eighties and nineties and, you know, hell even into the early two thousands where, uh, they're not necessarily werewolf movies, but a werewolf would be in it too. You know, like, so it was always kind of these monster ensemble type movies and stuff where you know, it, it always seems like, and I think we talked about this either on the last Spook Show Spotlight or the one before about how like, it it almost seems like werewolf movies kind of become the redheaded stepchild of the monster universe. Right. So like, yeah, it, it almost lends itself to like, all of a sudden it just kind of devolves into comedy again when it's werewolf movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, you finally got some pretty good, fairly serious ones, you know, in the early, or in 1981. And then it, and then as a few years pass, and then all of a sudden it's just like when the Universal Monsters, all of a sudden the Wolfman becomes the clown shoe, you know what I mean? It's like, well, here's, here's <laughs> Teen Wolf and a few others, you know, that we'll get into here in a minute. But uh, it just seems to kind of devolve that way every time it gets going. Um But in 1984, you had another movie, which was like an, uh, I think this was like a British anthology movie called The Company of Wolves. Um,
1: Yes, Uh, I think I happen to think it's a really good underrated film that that you don't really, don't expect it to be balls-to-the-wall werewolf stuff like Howling or even American Werewolf in London. It's more of a fable based on uh, the fairy tale of Little Red Riding Hood, but done in a more adult way because there's some sexual stuff going on as well as the werewolf transformations, but the werewolves are more, Folkloric type werewolves. Now, they even—I yeah, forget which episode. Probably the first werewolf history episode. I mentioned one of the things about a trait of a werewolf or how to recognize a werewolf is if they, if it's basically a man has a unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sign. <laughs> one of the folklore signs of this movie too. That one of the people in the movie says something like that. Along, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think this men,
1: eyebrows meet in the middle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's when you had pointed that out that, that I said that confirms the NBA superstar Anthony Davis is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's the only evidence we needed. But um, really, so like you had that in 84 and then starting in 85, you had a series of other movies, some more serious than others. But I'll, I'll stop before I go into the other ones to kind of focus in on the Howling series just for a second. And like I said, ne- next week. We're going to dive deep into the Howling, you know, the first movie from 1981, directed by Joe Dante. But I'll, I'll start here to mention that, like, this is kind of where the Howling series kind of took a hold, really, of the, of the werewolf genre in a way, all the way through the rest of the 80s and into the 90s. Uh, in 1985, Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, <laughs> which is a stupid name, by the way, right? What the hell? But that, that came out in 1985, and that was directed by Philippe Mora and he also directed the third one in 1987 called Howling 3 the Marsupials.
1: It's an even sillier one as bad as the title Howling 2 Werewolf is your sister's werewolf is it's pretty sad that that's actually one of the better entries. <laughs> After the first one they pretty much all go almost downhill. Yeah, but you know they they're entertaining but the third one is called the Marsupials right which is anybody who knows what a marsupial is is basically a kangaroo is a type of marsupial and part 3 takes place in Australia and the werewolves are marsupials they, they've evolved where they have a pouch to, to, to keep their young in for some oh, yeah. reason i don't know and i why.
0: remember and i remember watching that one back like when it used to play non-stop on hbo late at night i remember that now that you're now that you're describing it i remember it's all flooding back to me now i remember that and that is pretty dumb but
1: uh <laughs> i don't know what they decided to go Let, let's let's give these werewolves pouches they're like kangaroo
0: wear kangaroos <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? But but basically, starting with Halloween 3, you had one a year for the next few years. You had uh, Halloween, good Lord, Uh, if only, right? Howling. Starting with (laughs) Howling 3, you had one the next few years. Howling 4, the original (laughs) nightmare. I
1: thought you said Halloween, but I was like, maybe you said howling.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's just that that South Carolina hanging out, and it just all got kind (laughs) of... Anyway, so after Howling 3, I almost did it again, the marsupials... In 1988, Howling 4, the original Nightmare, comes out, directed by John Huff. Then the next year, 1989, you had Howling 5, the Rebirth, directed by Neil Sundstrom. Then a couple years later, 1991, you had Howling 6, the Freaks. Then in 1995, the Howling, new they just stopped numbering them at this point, the Howling New Moon Rising, and then you actually had the latest and last entry, I guess, up to the, you know, up to the recording of this, The Howling Reborn in 2011. Uh, the Howling New Moon Rising, that was directed by Clive Turner, if I didn't mention it. And uh, Howling Six to Freaks, that was directed by Hope Pirello, The Howling Reborn in 2011 was directed by Joe Nimzicki. And I think there were uh, rumors as, uh, you know, uh, as early as uh, 2020 that uh, they were talking about making a remake of The Howling for Netflix. So I mm. guess maybe we'll see something of that sooner or later, I don't know. But that could be one of those pandemic casualties possibly. But you know, with all these streaming things like Netflix and Hulu and Peacock and HBO Max and stuff, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them tries to resurrect the series in some way, right? Yeah, I figured it was worth taking a minute to you know talk about all those movies because that really Kind of, uh, you know, those movies, like I said, for varying degrees of uh, good and bad and success, right? Like, they kind of own the 80s and the 90s with these Howling movies, right, Smoke?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had the, <laughs> they cornered the market on werewolf franchises outside of, like, as we mentioned, Paul Nashe in Spain had his thing going there. But as far as mainstream Hollywood, that was really the only game in town as far as a, an ongoing werewolf franchise. I mean, not not that they didn't really connect though. None of the movies, the Howling films. Well, I won't say none. Yeah, Most think, of them didn't connect with any of the ones that came before.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think there were some loose connections and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah, it's like, of, yeah, but like it's not like you could you could probably pick up and watch like three, four, or five or something like that and never have seen the other ones and you'd probably be all right. You know, like <laughs> kind of standalone. You could keep going if you wanted to, but. I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would just start with the first one and end it there. <laughs> and we'll and we'll go, we'll go further into that next week when we do the uh, the Howling episode. But um, staying there in 1985, though, you did have a, a once again varying degrees of success and how serious you took them or whatever. Probably, arguably, the best one of the year, in my opinion, was Silver Bullet. The, you know, the adaptation oh, yeah. of the the Stephen King. Uh, what was the name of the book? It was like a short story, right? That they it wasn't called Silver Bullet. It was called something else.
1: That they... It was called Cycle of the Werewolf. Yeah, yeah, Cycle of the Werewolf. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I forget how many pages, but it was yeah, it was a novella, shorter than a novel.
0: Yeah, that, that one, I think in some... I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's underrated. I mean, anybody that likes this kind of stuff has probably heard of it or seen it. But uh, if you haven't seen that one, go check that one out. And that's definitely one we need to get here on the Spook Show when we do another yeah. uh, run of uh, werewolf movies or whatever. But then you had the more comedy-leaning stuff that same year. You had Teen Wolf, the first one. And then you had Transylvania 6-5000, which that's kind of another one of those Monster Mash yeah. type of movies, right? I
1: call them Monster Mash movies. Where yeah, yeah. They throw a oh, bunch man. of monsters in there. Yeah, like me and, me and my brother used to watch the hell out of that movie for some fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. reason. It's probably Gina Davis's tits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if for no that's other for reason. Me. I was like, oh my God, cleavage. If, if for no other reason than 1985 <laughs> Gina Davis, then it was, it was worth watching. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Time for refreshment. Refreshment. For your enjoyment, there's hot, fresh popcorn, tempting, delicious hot dogs, and so many kinds of ice cream. And, of course, sparkling, delicious, ice-cold Coca-Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. Then uh, a couple years later, in 1987, you had Teen Wolf 2 and The Monster Squad, which... You know, we've already talked about that here on the Spook Show. You have to go all the way back to episode 28 from uh, last year, back in 2020, when we talked about that one. But needless to say, we're all huge fans of that one. Donnie, that was actually before you came on the show, but uh, I think we've got your thoughts on that. You love that one as well, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was actually the episode before I guest hosted. Oh, yeah, that, that was your um, first and I was-
0: your, I was pretty. Your
1: first appearance. Pretty upset I missed that one.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we had you on for the Conjuring 2. I think that was actually like your first guest spot, right?
1: Yeah, and, uh, and it was directly after the Monster, monster yeah, Squad. Yeah. Said, yeah. Uh, so yeah, last last week uh, we did um, uh, the Monster Squad. I was like, God damn
0: it! <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean nothing against Conjuring 2, but you pulled yeah. the, you pulled the short straw between the two. Yeah. Of, you know, <laughs> And I think I think still to this day, that that ranks as one of the longest episodes we've had, believe it or not. Like we talked about that movie like 30 minutes longer than the movie is itself. So uh, I think
1: all of had a history with that movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, so one
1: had history. And the other ones just watching it the first time or anything. It's like every all of us.
0: Oh yeah, that's that I was a, yeah. Of time. Even without Donnie being on the show quite yet, like that was one of all of our favorite movies going in. So yeah, that was a little different, but. Um, we've had a few like that since, but yeah, that was a long episode. It was a good one too, but so go check that out. Uh, but clearly you can see, you know, starting in 85, basically like, it's like these movies are taken, uh, you know, more and more less seriously. From the two Teen Wolf movies to Transylvania 6, 5000, The Monster Squad, like these are not serious movies whatsoever, you know, but not to say that they're not good in their own ways, right? But they're just not. You're not taking the uh, genre serious. Yeah. Um, then kind of continuing that, though, a little bit was in 1988 was Waxwork. Now, that was another one of those, right, Smoke, where it was kind of a you know, a little bit of everything going on there.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a uh, – that movie, I love that movie. It's kind of kind of cool concept of it. It's not an anthology, but it is an anthology in a way because it's like the characters are going through different waxwork story lands, I guess you'd say, and mm-hmm. so the story is told whatever piece of waxwork, you know, sculpture thing they're coming to there's kind of a story that goes with that so it's but it's the characters through all these stories the same main characters it's an interesting way of doing an anthology film but yeah and a werewolf there's a werewolf character of course there's a vampire in it too zombies i think are in it got all kind of different another one of those creature mishmashes.
0: now after that that you kind of enter the 90s and you know, at least when I'm running through lists and kind of thinking back and, and looking at what came out in the 90s and everything, it's pretty thin. In 1993, you had the movie Full Eclipse, which I, that might even have been like a TV movie or something like that. I think it had like Mario Van Peebles in it or something, you know, like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of it's definitely it's definitely of the time, you know, but, you know, it is a werewolf movie. Then you had in 1994, you know, another big budget, you know, type of uh, a big studio movie. With Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, you had Wolf. To my recollection, I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched that. I might have a long time ago, and I'm just kind of forgetting. But
1: uh, I saw it back in the day, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it since pretty much since it came out
0: again.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting look because you know Jack Nicholson. They they didn't put a whole lot of makeup on him. It's almost uh, it's very minimal. Yeah, I mean, hair so and his bad. eyes, his teeth, and it. But it still works because I mean I guess because of Jack Nicholson. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Can make, you can make that work.
0: Yeah, well, if anybody could, right? Yeah. Then a couple of years later in 96, you had the movie Bad Moon and then in ni- the next year, 1997, you had an American Werewolf in Paris, which was it's a sequel to an American Werewolf in London, but it's not like a, it's not like it's a direct sequel, right? It's more of like a kind of in spirit and there might have been some mention of what happened in the in the 1981 movie and that one if I have, you know, proper recollection of it because it I have
1: no recollection of it, because that's actually, I have not seen that one
0: yet. <laughs> dude, like, I, I remember going to the movie theater and watching it. I did. I don't remember whether I'll ever watch it again after that. So, like, <laughs> I might have watched it, like, in the theaters in 1997 and then never again. I I remember liking it kind of at the time. You know, I didn't hate it, didn't, lo- didn't love it like it's not on my top ten list or anything. But I, I remember at the time enjoying it. But I'm sure now, you know, 20-something years later, I'd plug it in like, good lord. You know, like... <laughs> I guess we'll find out. You know, we'll, we'll watch it here on the Spook Show eventually.
1: Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do it at some point. Yeah, and yeah. That'll be one that I haven't seen that, I don't know if Will's seen that one. Or, Donnie, you haven't seen that one either? I have not, no. It's, uh, it, that might be one that yeah, only Josh has seen. that. Going it's into.
0: it's definitely, I'll say uh, what I remember of it, it's definitely of the time. You know, to kind of use that phrase again. like yeah. it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's very 1997. You know, for sure. Then so like that basically wraps up the nineties from what I can tell. And like I said, you know, during that whole time period the Howling franchise was still going and there were a handful of other movies, but those are just kind of the highlights of the nineties and, and 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 if that's the highlights, there's not a lot to uh talk about there to be honest with you. Um business does start to pick back up though once we get to the you know, into the year two thousand you know, year two thousand and past that. Literally just last week, our last episode from two thousand, Ginger Snaps. Um, that one kinda kicked off the new millennium. What a way to kick it off, right? Yeah. <laughs> Real enthusiastic mm. uh agreement there guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it started something, all right. Yep. Um and that and like we pointed out, that did t- spawn two more Ginger Snaps movies in two thousand four, both of those. Ginger Snaps Unleashed and Ginger Snap's back Ginger Snap's back. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, so you did get three Ginger Snaps movies in the course of about four years, you know, to kind of start off the two thousand. So I guess that was kind of the, the first little franchise, right, of the new millennium. Then in two thousand two though, you had the movie Dog Soldiers. Now I think that was the one smoke you just mentioned the other day that you thought we'd all enjoy, right?
1: Yeah, oh nobody's seen that one yet? That we...
0: no. no, I no I hadn't. Known. Yeah. I have not. No.
1: That if I I didn't really realize that when we we're setting the agenda of uh, of Summer of the Wolf. But I probably would have moved that. Uh, asked to move that in there somewhere. But, yeah, next time we do, I don't even know if we, if we hold off to do another Summer of the Wolf whenever that happens to be next summer or if it happens to be some other time. I don't even know if we want to hold off that
0: long. Yeah. We, we might need to just stop everything and do it right now. Like, in, there. in the middle of this episode, let's stop, go watch it, and then come back.
1: <laughs> we can extend the Summer of the Wolf by one week or so
0: yeah yeah maybe, maybe we can shuffle some stuff around again i I definitely want like to check it out like uh I'd heard good things about it uh even before you mentioned it you know recently so uh that's definitely one we should check out but so around this time period, you know you got these ginger snaps movies coming out uh dog soldiers this is right around the time where we start the underworld series now this is kind of the you know it's definitely werewolf, but basically what like the whole premise of those movies were basically like werewolves versus vampires, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: they're they're interesting. they're they're definitely uh You call that sort of a oh They're almost like superhero movies. Yeah, with the werewolves, versus vampires. The way they're the way they battle and whatnot, and of course the werewolves being as you know they're very they're all CG. I think. But I don't. I don't know that there's any practical effects in there as far as the transformation. Not no.
0: that I remember. Yeah, I think that was all, like, CG, special effects type stuff. But <laughs> I remember watching, like, the first few. I, I I didn't watch, like, the last two or three, something like that.
1: Yeah, either. I haven't seen the last couple yeah. either.
0: But I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of run through it. There was five films of the series. You had Underworld, which came out in November of 2003. And that was directed uh, by Lynn Weissman. And the screenwriter was Danny McBride. So there's your connection to... Uh, uh, Halloween and uh, possibly uh, Exorcist coming up soon. <laughs> yep. um, and then in three years later, in January of 2006, Underworld Evolution came out. And that was also directed by Lynn Weissman and written by Danny McBride. And then the third one, three years later, in January of 2009, came out, Underworld Rise of the Lichens, And uh, this is where it started to switch up a little bit. It was directed by Patrick... Uh, Fuck you, Papopoulos. Uh, Tatopoulos, I think. <laughs> Patrick Tatopoulos. So we'll go with that. And that was, uh, the screenwriters were Danny McBride, Dirk Blackman, and Howard McCain on that one. Then, uh, three years later, January of 2012, Underworld Awakening. And that was directed by Mines Marlene and Bjorn Stein. And then it had a whole different cast of screenwriters, including a, a, a comic book writer, J. Michael Straczyns- Straczynski. He was one of the writers, screenwriters on that. And then the final one that came out in June of 2017, Underworld Blood Wars, directed by Anna Forster and written by Corey Goodman. So, yeah, I don't remember seeing, like, at least those last two, maybe three, myself. Uh, I remember kind of being indifferent to it. Like, it was fine enough. You know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. You know, those first two or three, right? So, uh, once again, that's something maybe we can get around to here on The Spook Show and kind of refresh my memory of some of those and see a few of those for the first time. But, But, yeah, basically, those... Once again, it's kind of like the Howling movies, uh, and, and they kind of mix a little bit too, right? That last Howling movie came out like 2011, but for the most part, un- these Underworld movies kind of dominated, you know, the 2000s. Really, you know, those first three—that's from 2003 to 2009. Then those last two were in 2012 and 17. So, uh, between those and a handful of other movies, those were kind of uh, dominating the the werewolf movies of the time. And then, of course, there was another one that uh, in 2004, when those two, those second and Third Ginger Snaps movies came out. Van Helsing. That was another one of those uh, Monster Mash movies, Smoke. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I remember at the time being like, yeah, this is really super over the top and it's all CGI and stuff. But, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was at the time. But, like, I think I saw it again at some point. I'm like, God, that was bad. It's just, it's a mess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in that same boat. I I remember it being all over the place on. You know, talking about the effects, like you would see Van Helsing comes out, and be sure and catch it, blah, blah, and there would be some blurb about this or that effect in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, I don't think I saw it. I know I didn't see it in the theater. Oh, I, I did. I saw it when it first hit the video.
0: You did? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this I is didn't a... see it in the theater, but I saw it when it first hit the video, and yeah, I remember it the same way. I was kind of like, you know, I didn't think it was a great movie, but I thought it was kind of a fun, entertaining popcorn horror flick or whatever. So yeah, I, again I've seen it since a couple of times and it and it wasn't as fun as that time. It's not terrible, I guess. Not completely terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember it being like that's around that time period where like I remember seeing like the trailers and stuff. I'm like, well, I always enjoyed those universal monster movies, so this will be kind of cool. And then, you know, it's you know, then you realize it's just like kind of a super CGI version of that crap, you know, on uh dialed up to 11, you know, so it's eh. you know, it was that's kind of the way I felt about it, you know, I guess, but I didn't hate it, just didn't love it, you know, and then uh, and then in the time sense it's just like, man, I'm not going to go out of my way. But I'm sure we'll get to it here on the show, just like a lot of these other ones. So we'll see what we feel about it now.
1: Back when they were announcing that, too, like, you know, the rebirth of a universal horror, the universal monsters, story, like, I always have something different in my mind. Like, I always picture, like, wow, oh, it would be great if they, you know, took this money and did a, a modern, actually not modern, but gothic look. You know, they take the original material and do it. The way it's supposed to be done with no CG or any of that, you know. But and then it comes out this CG Monster Fest, I'm like, Oh that's good. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I had in mind when I pictured a reawakening of a like Frankenstein, you know, retold from Universal and done in the classic way. Yeah. That's what I'd want to see.
0: So then the next year in two thousand five we had the Wes Craven movie Cursed, which I don't recall if I ever sit down and watch that one or not for sure, but um mm-hmm. need to yeah, go back and check not. that out. And then the next year in two thousand six you had Skinwalkers and Here's another one of those. It's an anthology movie, but a, a monster mash kind of movie that we talked about all the way back in episode two, Trick or Treat, from oh, yeah. 2007 or uh, I guess well 2007 2008 wh- whatever year it's a uh, uh, it actually came out. I think it's like a 07 movie that came out in 08 or something like that, if I recall the way that was released. But but yeah, it's worth mentioning because that's kind of one of the twist parts of that movie, right? Uh, it was the werewolf part? Yeah. And, <laughs> I think even when we were talking yeah. about, like, some werewolf movies that we had done, I had completely forgot about that. Like, the the fact that there was werewolves in that movie, you know, until we were talking about that. But uh, I, I guess, you know, there's a few more movies to mention, but uh, I'll, I'll get to, uh, just because we have to mention it, we'll get it out of the way. There was this Twilight Saga series that happened <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so it, it happened between 2008 and 2012. And, you know, it, if you're if you're going through the full history, you have to mention it. So we'll mention that. Twilight came out in, uh, 08, then New Moon came out in 2009, then the next year in 2010, there was Eclipse, and then the next year, 2011, Breaking Dawn Part 1, then the last, then the, the last one came out in 2012, Breaking Dawn Part 2, so from 08 to 2012, uh, there were five movies, and obviously those were all hugely successful, I mean, like, granted now, you know, uh, all of us dudes are not the target audience for that for those books or those movies. So like, you know, we're just kind of mentioning it for historical purposes, but <laughs> but uh needless to say, they were fucking enormously successful. Uh Worldwide Box Office, all five of those movies combined made three point three billion dollars worldwide. So uh it's worth mentioning. Uh <laughs> it's just a little footnote in the history of werewolves but <laughs> But in 2010, you had the uh, Wolfman remake, simply called The Wolfman. That one had Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins in it. I think that's another one that I need to give another watch because like, I don't know if I've sat down and watched it all the way through since that came out. I, I didn't. Feel- I was going
1: to say because I know I did We started watching it and got, and I, I didn't. We just did stopped watching. Didn't hate it or whatever. Just one of those things where you're watching it and then you have to do something else and never get back to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then avoid it like the plague. (laughs) I I remember it being, you know, I enjoyed it at the time. You know, I might not, maybe, I don't know. I haven't watched it since then, I don't think. You know, I may not enjoy it as much at that, like today, than I did at that point. Or maybe more, I don't know. You know, like I had to sit down and watch it again. But I do remember it being enjoyable. But, you know, something like that, you can't directly compare it. Although I know that's what they kind of want you to do. You really can't directly compare it to the classics. You know, you just can't. You just have to look at it as its own thing. Yeah. Um, uh, otherwise, your biases, you know, show too hard. So, and you probably won't enjoy it. But I uh, had a hell of a cast, though. Like, like I said, Del Toro, uh, Anthony Hopkins, I think uh, Hugo Weaving was in that, and a number of other people. So I had a hell of a cast for sure. Then the next year you had, in 2011, you had Red Riding Hood. And then, of course, Wolf Cop came out in 2014, which we just talked about that one back in episode 63, I think that was back in, uh, uh, what was that early July? So it wasn't too awfully long ago that we, uh, we did that one. Yeah. It was like, uh, July 5th. And when that one came out, so go check out ex- episode 63 for our thoughts on that one. And that honestly, that really kind of brings us to current day. Like there was a movie that came out just this year that I've heard a lot of good reviews about called werewolves within. I think it literally just came out within like the last month or so. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, like I do go,
1: remember seeing that.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'd cool. like to go check that out. But, uh, I guess that, I mean, like, can you guys think of anything else we didn't mention there? I mean, I, I know you're kind of fast-forwarding through, like, 40 years of film there, but uh, I think we hit most of the highlights there, just kind of going through that. And uh, uh, what do you guys think? Is there anything else I kind of left out there that you wanted to mention? Not, the, I don't know,
1: well, unless Donnie has some, not anything big that I can think of. I mean, there's a bunch of little movies that people might say, well, you didn't cover this movie or you didn't cover that movie. There's there's probably a ton of really low budget yeah. indie movies yeah. Yeah. that we just don't have time to get to every one of those things, but...
0: Yeah. Like you said, we mentioned, we just mentioned Wolf Cop and I'll also go ahead and mention another Wolf Cop uh, yeah. that came out yeah. in 2017, so, but we're going to get to that in a few more weeks. Like literally the, uh, August 30th, uh, that, that, might pretty much wrap up the summer of the wolf. At least that will probably be the last movie we watch during the summer of the wolf. We'll be watching that one. So we'll kind of, you know, save our thoughts for that one when, when we do that. But yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess that's really kind of a, a good place to stop and like in two weeks, when we do our next Spook Show Spotlight episode, uh, which will be episode 70 on August 23rd, third, we'll uh, I guess we'll kind of wrap up. Um, uh, we're, we're thinking about maybe having a special guest on that episode, and we'll kind of somewhat wrap up the Summer of the Wolf. I mean, we'll still have another wolf cop to go after that, but uh, that'll be a, a good place to kind of put a bow on everything that we've been talking about here with the history of werewolves and just all the movies that we've talked about here during the summer of the wolf, so that that might be a natural kind of place to, you know, end it before we talk about, you know, before we have a little bit more fun and talk about another wolf cop at the end of the month. I guess that's really it for this episode. So I, I guess like I said, we'll we'll kind of pick it up from there and wrap everything up in a couple of weeks, but come back next week uh for episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Sixty nine dudes. <laughs> It's too bad we couldn't do like an Emmanuel movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> Emmanuel does The Wolfman or something like that for that one, but we're going to be we're going to be doing The Howling from 1981, but I'll go ahead and quickly read the synopsis for that. After a bizarre and near-deadly encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. So that will be what we watch next week, so go ahead and get ahead of the curve there. I didn't really, uh, let me look real fast while we're talking, I didn't really see where you could, if that was available online to watch anywhere, I was gonna see just so you'll know where to find it. Uh, It looks like you can rent it on Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, and YouTube. It doesn't look like it's really streaming anywhere, so uh, you might have to do a little bit of deep digging on that one into the internets to find a, you know, if it's streaming anywhere, if you don't own a copy of it. So yeah, come back next week for The Howling, and then in two weeks, we'll kind of uh, do our last Spook Show Spotlight episode here for the Summer of the Wolf, and then at the end of the month, we'll do another Wolf Cop, and that'll probably be pretty much it for the Summer of the Wolf. So for Will and for Donnie and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and we will see you next week.